Hi, I'm your host, Tom DeSavia. Join me as I interview guests from music and entertainment from around the world about what they're up to right now. Stay tuned, because we're gone in 30 minutes. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Gone in 30 Minutes, uh, a very special episode of Gone in 30 Minutes today. Is, uh, my guest is my old pal, good friend who I haven't seen in quite a while, the the, the lovely and talented Mr. Jimmy Laval. He of album length and life. Jimmy, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. <laughs> what, are you, what are you up to right now? You're just sitting in your studio doing this with me. What's your day like? Um, today I'm working on a remix and I actually couldn't tell you the, the artist's name. Um, I, I literally just got the stems and I'm like, okay, cool. And, um, uh, yeah, that's what I was doing today. And, um, besides that, I have a lot of new music, um, to be released over the next year or so, or, or whatever it is, um, just signed literally just inked a new deal um so i'm gonna be yeah back back at it like sitting on releasing all this music that i've been sitting on for a very 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 long time well and this is what like we haven't seen each other like we're saying it's we're, we're suffering from the good fortune of future times where I'm keeping up with you on social media constantly and we're chatting through there, but I haven't actually sat down and talked to you in about three years. Right. And yeah. so, you know, I, I tell me like, what have, have you been like, is this music that you're getting ready to do? Has this been created during COVID pre like what's been your work schedule? Like of I mean, late? Been on the last to, three years. Yeah. I mean, to be, well, to be honest, because I've been, I've been, so essentially what happened was I, I, one day I came into the studio and I named a project cycles one. Mm -hmm. And then the next day I named a project cycles two, so forth, so on, so on, so on. Um, I'm up to like 160 and <laughs> none of these have been released. Um, so not all of them are good. Not all of them are releasable. Not all of them are even more than like, you know, maybe a melody or a chord progression. Um, mm -hmm. but there's a lot of music that I've been basically kind of sitting on and am going through, you know, slowly but surely, I guess, to um, kind of polish and fine tune and get them out and working on like collaborations and trying to get vocalists involved, um, doing, you know, I don't know. It's basically, yeah, that's kind of like what my, what my focus has been. Is it album leaf? Primarily that you're working yeah, on. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I had a, I had like thoughts of of going um, since I was naming every project thing cycles. Mm -hmm. I had thoughts of renaming myself cycles and like not having any sort of information or any kind of yeah. like you know kind of coming out mysteriously. Um, partly because obviously I have a a good and a bad a good the good thing you know i've had like a 20 plus year career as the album leaf my first record came out in 1999 and here right. i am you know 20 whatever years later still doing it right. um but also because of that i feel like i have a catalog that i'm also tied to and the performance wise and technology advancements and my writing style and you know how much i play a roads versus how much i did then you know all those kinds of things so i kind of thought yeah. of like a reinvention but then at the same time it's like Album Leaf has always been me as, you know, it's just kind of like a moniker, you know, um, yeah. for myself. So why, 
why change it up and why start over? You know. Well, and it's funny as a as a fan, you know, I, as a, a cat who works obviously with musicians, I understand the the desire to to reinvent and to change and just to shake it off and do something different. At the other end, as a fan, I go. Well, the, the the entire Beatles' career, recording career, exactly, yeah. was eight years, <clears throat> and you know, I mean, the, it, it, that evolution was insane. But it was all the Beatles, right? And so it's all coming from the same brain. Like I've never listened to any era of your music, and have gone, "This is." There's a DNA that runs through it. There's this nothing like there. 2002, one. summer 2002 sounding, and this one's yeah, more like. A... <laughs> there's a certain thing that you have, which, 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 which I love, and I, I. This is an ultimate compliment with a lot of people. It's like you hear, if you, you know, you hear something John Bryan does, right. you can hear the DNA that runs through everything, even though every project can be completely different, and that's sort of always how I felt about the album leaf, and. You know, even if you were to go completely off the rails with it, I think it there would always be that that bit of DNA that ran through it anyway that would connect right, the whole right. thing. Yeah. Um, but you do do. I just said do do. It's that <laughs> kind of podcast too. So <laughs> I was actually in my when I first signed with Sub Pop, I was up there in like a big you know their big room or whatever, um, like the big conference room, meeting everybody, and somebody said do do. What I do do, and then automatically they're like doo-doo so, it's, it's never not insane. funny yeah. it's never not funny <laughs> um but you're uh you're known to better way to put it that when you do your soundtrack work which i want to get into a little bit as well that's jimmy right, right? right. You, do, you, you score is jimmy just to back up for our audience a bit through the album leaf career you have not only ventured you've, you've done quite a bit of score work in addition to your your album leaf uh music has been used in a, a remarkable amount of uh, synchronizations. Um, everything about your art lends itself to, it, it's very cinematic in a way. I mean, it's a, a, I think a fair way to put it. Do you, do you actually change hats when you're, when you're Jimmy and you're doing <laughs> score? Um, I don't know because yeah, just like you said, I feel like I also can't shake um my sound like no matter what i mean like i i think early in my score career or um early in my scoring um i did more i did lend myself more to like the sound alike world of like the oh we were looking for this kind of you know that i'd get a, i would get a doc or, or whatever it was and it would be a temp track in there and and i would kind of like um you know mimic those or or um you know take that approach and and that was early on kind of when i was like trying to you know get the job or, or or something like that or or you know make them happy or didn't hadn't really like found my voice yet or or the confidence to like just be myself and in, in a score so i would you know and and part of it was a couple of directors that i worked with kind of were more married to the idea of what they wanted right. um, musically um and then moving forward i think um with both my partner and she's my she's a filmmaker um and the directors of um synchronic um my partner kate trumbull laval and the directors of synchronic justin benson and aaron moorhead both of them have really kind of fostered me and and given me free reign to be as creative um as i as i can um and kind of just like explore kind of what i'm thinking first um 
Benson and Morhan, they give me temp tracks, but they know that I'm going to basically swipe those, you know, wipe those all away. Right. Um, my partner, Kate, she, I'm signed on really early with her. So she, I'm creating music from the get go, knowing what her content is. Um, so there's no temp there. And then working right. with the editor, the editor kind of places, you know, cues. So I feel like I have a sense of tone. I have a sense of melody. I have a sense of chord progression. I have a sense of, you know, experimentation. Um, and those fall under my hat, you know? So right. I feel like there's definitely, um, yeah, it's definitely just, it's, I'm feeling more confident these days, I guess. Yeah, I <laughs> it's harder to be like, just, just go off and do your thing, which is like I said, with the amount of that album leaf stuff was used was, you know, for, for to put it in the most basic term has been synced to picture over the years. Right. And there are fans that know you from that have discovered the band as through all that, that, and your, 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 your stuff lending itself so well, was it, was it freeing when it was, I mean, obviously it had to be sort of freeing when someone said, Hey, just be yourself. Right. But was it harder for you to do that in the beginning or was it? No, I, well, I think it was just like, I mean, I've always questioned my, my skill. Um, good for lack of a we'll get to that later, but, <laughs> but i've always questioned like you know how well do i produce how well is like right. what i what i'm what i'm making how good does that sound to someone else how like you know quality production fidelity you know all that kind of stuff um so there was a sense of that that i had to kind of overcome and just kind of be have that sort of confidence um and and yeah i mean i the 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 Film scoring is also a collaboration. So working with the directors, like they have, a, you know, they have visions of, of what mm -hmm. they're kind of going for. And if you're not hitting it, then you kind of work together to kind of get it there. Um, and so that's a, a great collaboration um, and a great creative tool to just be bouncing off of each other and like really fine tuning, you know, something. And then understand, and then all of a sudden it clicks for me and I understand what they're going for or, you know, and I can kind of like, really kind of you know lean into it um but yeah i mean i i feel like it's been a natural progression as far as just becoming my own as a as a composer you know as opposed to doing something where i'm just like making music that you're just gonna listen to <laughs> well it was just going back to what you said earlier i was having a conversation just yesterday with a good buddy of mine who's a tremendous musician a very successful musician and a very revered musician and he was talking to me about some new recordings he was doing and and you know genuinely went into that oh my god i don't know if it sucks you know this this might be the worst shit ever i i, I don't know I, maybe i won't release it and and it just made me so happy because i went you know i i i don't think i've ever worked with any musician that has not been completely riddled with self-doubt yeah. And 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 I don't think I'd be interested in working with someone who wasn't completely riddled with self doubt because it, one it means you want to be great, you yeah. want to do as best as you can. And I think well, I won't name names because this is a podcast and we try to be a very nice podcast and not be mean to people. But think of the worst musician you could think of, and I think that person is the person who thinks like, I got it, I yeah. got it. No, exactly. Yeah, like, I got this. Yeah, come on, you like this. You know you like it. So Jimmy, and, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but like for a lot of your career, 
the recording experience has been an isolated experience for you. You have done so much on your own. So heading into COVID and lockdown, did you find it changing your process at all? Genuinely being alone for a majority of it? And were, and were you creating through the whole lockdown thus far? Yeah. So it's interesting because I've talked about this and, and I've talked about it's, yeah. So I'm no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty used to like being alone, working alone, um, you know, being isolated in my studio alone. Um, but I'm actually less alone now that my family is home right. always, um, or was home, you know? So at right. first, like the, the whole, like, I feel like the first two weeks, you know, everybody was like, Oh, we're, it's just two weeks. We're going to be, you know, I, I remember that it was really kind of, funny thing to think i i, I myself it was like they're not gonna shut schools down no way right, right. sure enough you know I, I, we're all here <laughs> we all know what happened um but yeah so it was like at first it was you know i just knowing that i was um like my immediate life didn't shift you know like i was long i was at home i guess i didn't run errands as much or something like that right. you know i was actually just isolated with with my family um <clears throat> So that was kind of the shift, but at the same time, like something about that was creating, sparking a lot of creativity and a lot of drive for me to actually be busy and working. And, you know, when I think back about it, it's probably what, that, what, that, what, that was what my coping mechanism probably was and is, um, you know, cause I didn't ever like hit rock bottom or hit like a big, you know, sense of sadness or depression or or you know i've I've heard a lot of podcasts with other artists that you know are alone either mm -hmm. completely alone or alone with their partners um but anyone with kids that i've heard you know hasn't really um touched on that feeling um so i feel like the fact that like that that i'm actually very very fortunate to have you know, my kids and my partner, um, you know, at, at home with me. Um, so we're all together, we're all doing this together, you know, it's brought us closer, it's been super hard at the same time. There's a lot of emotions, a lot of emotions, even with my young kids that are, sure. you know, four and seven, it's like just to watch them go through their emotional roller coasters has been pretty intense. Um, but yeah, I mean, we all have each other when it, at, the, at the end of the day, and it's actually a really kind of great thing that we're very fortunate for. When you come up with something, when something enters your head, does it enter simply, uh, like in a in its simplest form, or do you are you hearing sort of the finished work? You know what I mean? Because you you, you have a lot of layers to what you do, yeah. And so, are you literally hearing just like a melody that runs through there, or are you is the full orchestra kind of in your brain at the time? <laughs> um, I you know, I feel like I hear something. And I'll hear different parts and pieces. I'll hear tones and textures and I'll hear even like, like the kind of like the EQ that I want to snare to sound like, or, or the kind of tone and stuff like that. And then I get in and try to put that down and it's all gone. <laughs> um, I mean, it's like, as far I, I, or it's not gone, it's there. I just can't create that, right. you know, it just shifts because I feel like I'm just inspired by the moment and inspired by whatever sound is happening. Um, and that's kind of always how I've always worked. I've always written based off a beat um or based off of uh you know i've never like sat down and played three chords 
And then I'm like, right. okay, cool. Now I'm going to do this. And, you know, it's just never been how I've done it. Um, it's always melodic. It's always based on, um, and I feel like if you go back and like pick apart my songs and think about it, like you can almost hear, I'm even thinking this for the first time myself, but you can almost hear what's, what it started with. Um, because whatever the strongest melodic element is, is typically what I've started with, you know, that's why I've had like a lot of really melodic bass lines in my songs, mm -hmm. because it comes with a, you know, some kind of bass melody or, or, you know, really intricate kind of like, you know, drum parts that are, you know, that just do a certain rhythm with toms and a communication and creating a melodic element with the beat as opposed to just a do 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 you know, something like that. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I mean, that's kind of how things start with me, I guess. Going back to, you, you touched on it earlier, because you were just a few years out of high school when Album Leaf started, and like I said, you've been going 20 years now. Um, and I saw your recent IG post with your, your <laughs> high school, your yeah. high school, like, I'm going to be a fan. It was, yeah. Yeah. It was adorable. Super funny. Uh, I know. <laughs> but are you, um, when, when you started writing and when uh, Album Leaf and the idea of the, the musical idea of album leaf will say your, your, your beach boys started to come to be has, has the process changed? Or are you still writing basically the same way? Does that make, does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, I feel like it just changes in the sense that I evolve with whatever gear I have. Right. Um, that's kind of really the only, um, kind of change aside from that, it's still me, you know, starting from scratch with whatever I have in front of me and building from that. So, um, you know, I've gotten better at this and I've gotten better at that through the years, you know, I can, I can kind of think I can pinpoint those moments where, you know, I didn't know how to record a drum set when I first started, for example. And so mm -hmm. I have this really kind of cool, unique rawness to my early records, um, because of that. And I almost miss that. I almost miss the, the, like, the rawness of that. And I tried to do that with an EP um, in 2012, a forward return EP. I wanted it to be just as raw and straightforward and simple as possible. And um, I still kind of just fall into the things that I like to do, but um, but I definitely missed that like rawness, you know. I have a four track called sitting on my back console right yeah. there. That I'm, like, this whole thing, I wanna set up this kind of system and then have it all track into a four track and be able to produce live, you know, and just capture that. I said I said this to a friend just last night. And I think it, I think it applies to all of us, no matter what we do. And, and for those that don't know, I am the um, uh, I, I have no discernible talents or skills. So I just want to be clear <laughs> about that. So I'm not talking to you as as a, as a musical um, peer. But I was saying, just in my life and in my job, the most fun I had, and and really in a lot of ways, the most successful I've been. Meaning, as far as like, you know time from you know idea to result sort of thing was when i didn't know what i was supposed to be doing and you're just kind of going like ah you know it's like okay i just I'm, i gotta go from from here to here so you figure it out and then you do it and it's really fun it's really successful and it's really raw and it's really passionate it's really and then as you're going along people come along they sort of tap you on the shoulder going like mm. you're actually <laughs> supposed to you know you're supposed to file that and triplet put it here and then you kind of like go okay you know in my case it's like all right i'm becoming a music executive so now i'm yeah i've got the rule book and it's just a lot less fun and a lot slower and it's a it's it's and then when i try to go back and capture it you know it's like me playing a teenager 
which yeah. no one's going to buy. And you're like, okay, there's just a part of that authenticity that just kind of is belongs to your youth. And and, and I, and your, yeah. I try to check that too, because I feel like now that the, now that making music is my job, you know, right. it's no longer like, I mean, it's obviously it still is my passion still is what, you know, what, what I'm programmed to do, but it is, it is a job and it is like making music for a living, you know, is, is my job. And so I want to be able to, check that well you're a, punk rock, well you're a punk rock kid i mean we've talked yeah. about that too i mean you 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 are genuinely a punk rock kid yeah and i know it's got to be it's a it's a constant battle that goes on for all of us to not fall into formation yeah. but in some ways it makes sense in some ways you're supposed to in some ways it's like you almost can embrace that these different things but 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 going through an evolution especially for someone like you who has been I'm painting you as the the ultimate emo solo guy. So with our audience, he's very social, he's real fun at parties. But no, but for a guy who's been like really, really solo, like you don't always have like that sort of interaction too with it. So you're sort of sometimes that falling into formation is probably a good thing. And again, you're on what's your cycle that you're up to? Uh 160. 61 or something okay like so you've been, you've been productive when yeah. um we're just wrapping up i told this thing goes so fast but what's uh, i know um the synchronic soundtrack is coming right it's, it's not, out it's, it's out. out now it is out yeah the score for synchronic's coming what else uh can we see on the horizon coming musically anything on the yeah i've got a vinyl version of an old soundtrack coming out um that will be announced soon. I've got new music coming. I've got collaborations. Um, yeah, so there's this dance duo, um, these two brothers, um, young guys, 19, 21, um, uh, named the Ebenum Brothers. They're from Lagos, Nigeria. And um, their Instagram, um, they did a video that went pretty viral, like, a, you know, um, back in June, July-ish. And uh, I just started following them as a fan and was like, and then all of a sudden, literally one day, I was sitting at the park with my my kids, and um, you know, just liked one of the videos that they posted, and they literally sent me a message and was were were like, "Hey, we we'd love to collaborate and work with you," and I was like, "Wow!" Like that, you know, it was just kind of like this really quick connection, and so I just immediately just got into it and started to you know communicate back and forth. And then um, at first, they had basically a film that they had written. Um, they release films on their Instagram, you know, four or five minute pieces and, um, um, commissioned me basically sent me their, sent me their storyboard and, um, I wrote a song to it. And so that was the first thing that we did. And I had a, you know, commission, had a vocalist sing, had a vocalist named Sorrow, um, sang on the song. And I just had like all my players and my parts and pieces of, of people that I work with and my scores come in and, and, and contribute to this song. Um, and it'll be released, um, as soon as they wrap up the film, but, um, and so that happened and then basically moving forward with them um onto the next project they had an idea for a song that they wrote and you know they're not musicians they're dancers and they're just really creative and and um artistic you know um just talented you know people and um we were communicating um you know over whatsapp and um they literally just hummed <laughs> a little bit of back and forth using this program called um audio movers listen to i can basically send them stream them high high-end audio just like out of my daw um and so they just you know you sign on to an internet web web browser and they hit play and you're listening to what i'm hearing and complete you know high quality cool. audio 
Um, so we just had a little collaboration um, that kind of wrapped up some loose ends. And now they're having a vocalist um, track uh, her vocals out there in Nigeria and they'll send it back to me and um, I'll see what I get next with it. So it's been, it's been a really cool yeah, um, collaboration, especially now in the day of age of COVID where like, you know, there's so much more video communication happening. And I'm really down with it. It's, it's cool. It's so Me much too. better than a phone call, you know? I was, I, I, I was, I was it's like so normalized FaceTime, you know? <laughs> yeah. It was, I was so nervous about um, doing my A&R job without like being able to go, go to a show with someone or have lunch with them or go to dinner or hang right. out their house. And, and so far I've done a couple of deals in like just meeting people 2D. And aside from the fact of, not knowing how tall they are. That's been sort of my thing. Like I'll talk to them like, I don't know if you're tall or short or my height or, and uh, it's really interesting how um, that artistic connection that it hasn't suffered from this, but it's so great. You're doing something with someone that you haven't met and probably won't for a while. And yet that, that artistic thing, it turns out, is you know i we, we don't have enough time to go into spiritual levels but that right, yeah, thing but... does exist on a different level that when art when art wants to make out with each other it finds a way to <laughs> even if it's rock so I everything it. is always a relationship preference with you i love it <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <an> analogy from, from the guy who <laughs> lives favorite. alone with his dog in the valley <laughs> so it's like, yeah we got an idea for another podcast. I always used to get busted so much for making yeah. relationship, Relas- analogies. relationship analogies by Tom DeSavia. See, nothing, nothing <laughs> has changed, Jimmy. Well, I can't wait. We're wrapping up to two things. One, as soon as this is all over, let's go get beers. A lot of them. Yes. Yeah. I'm just not saying no to any invitation for at least two <laughs> months. And I'll go back to being just like flaking on people. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, real quick before we head out, what? give me right now just uh, really fast. What album should I be listening to? What movie should I watch? What book should oh, I read? Wow. Uh, um, hey. I'm gonna I'm oh. gonna drop anything off of um, a label called A Strangely Isolated Place. Um, anything on their catalog, check out. And movie Witches of Eastwick. John Williams scored it, and it blew my mind that John Williams actually scored that film. <laughs> wow, I remember that movie. I remember that stuff. I remember from the 80s. Okay, so that's what I needed. Mine I don't is know why Ted I thought Lasso. of it, but like... Completely separate. Ted Lasso, if you haven't seen it, like, I've watched it twice now. It's just the best show in the what world. What is it? Ted Lasso. Or Ted okay. Lasso. It's fantastic. Uh, okay. Series on Apple TV. Made me feel good. Okay. Jimmy, it's, cool. as always, been great talking to you. I miss you. It's been so great seeing you, and I can't wait until we can... Go have that beer and see each yes. other soon, Definitely. soon, my friend. Thank you, my brother. Absolutely. Thank you, everybody. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Gone in 30 Minutes with my pal Jimmy, and we will see you next week. Say goodbye, Jimmy. Bye. <laughs> this show was presented by Craft Recordings. Thanks for joining us for Gone in 30 Minutes, produced by Laura Saez. I'm your host, Tom, and we'll catch you next time.